0: Welcome to Amazing Tales from off and on Connecticut's beaten path. I'm Mike Allen, here with another story about historically significant people, places, and events from Connecticut's long and fabled past. Today on Amazing Tales, he brought us the greatest show on earth, P.T. Barnum, the venerable entrepreneur and showman, and one of Connecticut's most famous residents. We're going to tell you about his early years, which are rarely featured, who influenced him the most, his time in jail, and the famous Ivy Island. My guests are people who know these stories well. The town historian of Bethel, where P.T. Barnum was born, Pat Wilde, and the executive director of the Danbury Museum and Historical Society, Bridget Gurton, where Barnum spent a lot of time, including in jail. And now stay tuned for part one of The Greatest Showman on Earth, P.T. Barnum. He was, without a doubt, the greatest showman on earth. After all, he brought us the greatest show on earth, the Barnum and Bailey Circus. But as we're going to hear more about in the second episode of this two-part series, the circus was nearly an afterthought for P.T. Barnum. His true genius and fortune came long before he started that circus. In this first part, we're going to examine P.T. Barnum, the man, the young man to be specific. Not as much is written or featured about his early years in Bethel, Connecticut, where he was born. Pat Wild is the town historian of Bethel, and he says Barnum's roots go back about as far as you possibly could. As he likes to say, Barnum came from Danbury area royalty on both sides of his family tree.
1: There were uh, eight families that founded Danbury back in 1684 who had made the trip up from Norwalk to settle here. And two of those founding families were the Taylors and the Barnums. Barnum, P.T. Barnum, was a Taylor on his mother's side and a Barnum on his father's side. So he he came from good stock, as they used to say in the old days. In
0: fact, both families served their young nation with distinction.
1: Both of his grandfathers, Phineas Taylor, the man for whom he was named, his mother's father had served in the American Revolution, as well as his paternal grandfather, who was Ephraim Barnum. And so uh, again, the the families were well-known, that kind of gave him a leg up, and uh, they were pretty prominent families as well.
0: So why is Pat talking about Danbury if Barnum was born in Bethel? Well, it's just a little bit complicated. Bridget Girton is the executive director of the Danbury Museum and Historical Society and she's dealt numerous times with the age-old question of which came first, Danbury or Bethel? She says some people harp on the issue, but she says that for her, the matter is long settled.
2: Bethel uh, had its own parish identity, uh, was a defined section of Danbury. So to say that P.T. Barnum is from Bethel is 100% accurate.
0: However, it's also accurate to say that he was born in Danbury because Bethel hadn't formed a separate recognized government at the time of Barnum's birth. That means you could say, if you were speaking very technically, that he was born in Danbury. But Bridget said it's not worth splitting the hairs and she's just glad he was born nearby and spent as much time in Danbury as he did.
2: He was a frequent flyer to Danbury, but his heart uh, was in uh, Bethel. And that's uh, that's pretty extraordinary uh, for them. And we're happy, I think, in the Danbury community to be, to be adjacent to that greatness.
0: What's far more important to the story is how P.T. Barnum became who he was, the showman, the entrepreneur, the person who could get people to part with their hard-earned cash to see a show featuring performers he had gathered together. For that answer, Pat Wilde says the truth is clear as a bell. It was his namesake.
1: If you want to understand who P.T. Barnum was, the most important thing you need to know is that he was strongly influenced by his maternal grandfather, Phineas Taylor.
0: How influential was Phineas Taylor? Well, Pat says you need look no further than to peruse P.T. Barnum's original autobiography from 1854. The very first line in that autobiography was, quote, Phineas Taylor was my maternal grandfather.
1: Now he could have started his autobiography any way he wanted to, but the fact that he chose to mention his grandfather first just shows what an impact his grandfather had.
0: Pat says that Barnum grew up in a household that was typical to what you might actually find today, a two-parent working household.
1: It seemed like both his parents were always busy earning enough to support the family, whereas his grandfather had a little bit more time to spend with him. And
0: that extra time rubbed off in a variety of ways. Phineas Taylor, the grandfather, was a justice of the peace, a real estate developer, and the owner of a local tavern for a while. And while he had many involvements in Bethel, Pat says his most profound impact on P.T. Barnum was much more basic.
1: The biggest part of the influence that he had upon his grandson was the fact that he was a practical joker.
0: Later on in life, P.T. Barnum would say about his grandfather that nobody he knew went further to carry out a practical joke. When Barnum was just 12 years old, his grandfather bestowed on him a present that would significantly impact his life going forward. It would be P.T. Barnum's first venture into real estate. The gift was a deed to a place called Ivy Island.
1: His grandfather told him the whole time he was growing up that he was an important landowner and that he would inherit this property fully on his 21st birthday. And he would basically be set for life and that everybody would envy him for being such a great land owner. So where was this
0: coveted Ivy Island?
1: It's right on the Danbury-Bethel border uh, behind uh, Macawer Park. It's basically a worthless piece of swamp.
0: Well, young PT Barnum didn't yet know this. After a while though of hearing these stories, the excitement got the better of him. He said he wanted to go see Ivy Island himself, take it all in and see what awaited him.
1: In the process, of trying to access Ife Island, he he nearly drowned in the swamp and uh, he was stung by hornets and he came to the realization that the whole thing was nothing more than a practical joke that his grandfather had played on him.
0: And yet in true P.T. Barnum fashion, he didn't let this dose of reality get him down. On the contrary, he used it to his advantage, a trait that would serve him well throughout his lifetime. For those who know downtown Bethel, Chestnut Street is one of the main roads crisscrossing Greenwood Avenue where Barnum was born in 1810. It was on Chestnut Street that many of Barnum's activities were located over the years. His family ran the tavern for many years at Number 4 Chestnut Street, and that building still stands. P.T. Barnum's first major retail shop, the one where he began an exceptionally successful lottery, was at Number 12 Chestnut's. The actual store burned to the ground in 1847 and had to be rebuilt.
1: The next owner came along and from what I can tell, built almost an exact duplicate of what had been there previously. And believe it or not, the store or the building is still painted yellow and has always been yellow for as long as anybody Uh, can remember.
0: Before P.T. Barnum left Bethel to pursue his fortune in New York City, his family home was at number 44 chestnuts. Pat Wild says it was torn down in 2019 to make way for a commercial building. But as town historian, he was given the right to go through the structure before it was demolished.
1: When I went through it, every single thing that would have gone back to P.T. Barnum's ownership was gone.
0: While Barnum was running his retail shop, he also got into the business of journalism.
1: This was Bethel's first newspaper, and it was called uh, the Herald of Freedom. And he produced 160 issues of this newspaper during 1830 and
0: 1831. Bridget Girton in Danbury says the paper had quite a following. And she says that if you look closely at the Herald of Freedom... There were already indications of his marketing genius at work
2: and in full view. What are the things that we avoid at Thanksgiving dinner? Uh, Politics and religion. And uh, so he went to the most incendiary of, of conversational pathways, and it did sell did sell his papers Uh, i think that was an early example of the kind of entrepreneurial spirit that he would evoke uh with uh the the wild and fantastic things that he would sell people um, on on viewing well pat wild says that barnum got into some trouble
0: with his newspaper after he published a particular article one day
2: one point in time
1: he published a small article in which he accused a prominent individual in Bethel by the name of Seth Seely of loaning money to a young man and charging him an unfair rate of interest.
0: And that was a crime, a crime called usury. Well, Seeley sued Barnum for libel, and he won. That landed Barnum in the pokey for 60 days. He served his sentence in the old city jail on Main Street in Danbury, which still stands to this very day. Pat says the two-month sentence didn't wind up being too much of a hardship on Barnum.
1: He arranged to have his cell wallpapered and carpeted, and friends supposedly bought him or brought him uh, comfortable pieces of furniture and uh, art to hang on the walls of his jail cell, so he had a pretty uh, you know, again, comfortable stay at the jail. And
0: Pat says the public was on Barnum's side. And they were glad to see him finish his sentence.
1: On the day of his release, uh, speeches were given on the steps of the courthouse. There was a banquet with 60 people in attendance.
0: The banquet was held at Aaron Turner's house directly across the street from the jail. Turner was the big circus man in Danbury at the time, and he played a key role in Barnum's circus life. Well, Bridget Girton says
2: everyone wanted to celebrate Barnum's release. Popular man. I mean, who wouldn't want to party with him, right? Uh, party with a, a young P.T. Barnum or an old P.T. Barnum, I'm sure, was always an experience.
0: After that dinner, Pat Wilde says a parade was staged for three miles back to Barnum's home in Bethel, complete with a marching band. The band played Home Sweet Home when they arrived at his house. In total, Pat says the incident did more to help Barnum than to hurt him.
1: Barnum didn't really suffer from that experience. In fact, he probably benefited from it. He became more of a name in the area, and a lot of people said that he had become a champion for freedom of the press. And
0: perhaps the greatest point of irony came many years after Barnum got out of jail. In fact, it came after he died. The man who Barnum ended up offending, who then sued him, Seth Seeley, became Bethel's very first first selectman. Well, Seely owned a store in downtown Bethel, and he built a very impressive house right across the street.
1: He built himself a fine house across the street, which is today the historic portion of the Bethel Public Library. The irony is, today, on what would have been Seth Seely's front lawn, you will find a statue of P.T. Barnum.
0: And that's where we're going to leave it for this episode. In part two, Barnum and his circus life, the history behind the creation of Bethel's P.T. Barnum Square, and Barnum's very last visit to his beloved hometown of Bethel. That's it for this episode of Amazing Tales from off and on Connecticut's beaten path. I want to thank my guests for part one of this two-part series on P.T. Barnum, both of whom will be back for part two, incidentally, Bethel Town Historian Pat Wild, and the Executive Director of the Danbury Museum and Historical Society, Bridget Girton. Please follow me on my main podcast website, amazingtalesct.podbean.com. Also, in between episodes, you can check out my Facebook page at CT. You'll find some fabulous photos there of places where P.T. Barnum lived. Plus, I'd love hearing from you. And you can send me an idea of a story you'd like me to look into. If you liked what you heard, spread the word with your family and friends. See you next time here on Amazing Tales from off and on Connecticut's beaten path. I'm Mike Allen. Be safe and stay healthy. Amazing Tales from off and on Connecticut's beaten path is a production of True North Associates, LLC.